drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Chapter 21, House of the Devil. When Jughead learns that FP is getting released from prison, he and Betty organize a welcome home party with the serpents to ease him back into his former life. Let's recap the recap. The Black Hood is killing people. Mr. Svensson's a creeper. Alice was a serpent. Penny Peabody is not to be fucked with. Jughead got tricked. And is the Reaper the Black Hood? Okay, so the word of this episode is awkward. <laughs> awkward. I wrote Ako Taco at one point here. Really? Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> All right, we start with uh, bikes and outside the white worm, and Jughead is writing. He's talking about Archie and Veronica. Basically, they're getting it on everywhere. Carnal defiance. Cheryl gets the best line. Did you get this reference? Yes, it's an Aliens reference. <laughs> Just this get a room, you xenomorphs. <laughs> I mean, they can't stop sucking face, so. Yep. And one of them's laying eggs in, through their overpositor. So they're doing it in Archie's bedroom. They're doing it in Archie's garage. Which is the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my it, life. It, yeah, it's just She's way dancing too... in his shirt and her underwear while he's playing guitar. And boxers. It's it's ridiculous and then they're doing it in front of the fireplace at the pembroke and uh, they dared to defy the black hood why not hiram lodge (laughs) (laughs) why not risk hiram lodge's wrath as well and so when they're done he's like uh what if they catch us like this and uh ronnie's like um the tasting menu at porquois is 13 courses we have hours the restaurant is called porquois but why? <laughs> For why? For what? <laughs> and Archie says, I love you, Ronnie. And... Awkward. Commence panic mode from Veronica. Uh, uh, shouldn't... Uh, do you want to watch Netflix? I was... What's on HBO? Uh, I gotta go. I got this thing. I'll, I'll text you later. Uh, uh, well, we should get dressed at least. And then Archie, like, does that weird, like, I'm putting my pants on. <laughs> I'm gonna put my pants on and look at you. And I'm gone. It's awkward. <laughs> it's only going to get worse from there. I, I, that's not even the most awkward moment of the whole episode. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, we're at Pops, and Jughead and Betty are talking, and Jughead found an article. <laughs> They're talking about the Reaper. So things are clearly happening for them, relationship-wise. They're the same. <laughs> Betty and Jughead are sleuthing. It's just what they do. Uh, but Jack had us found an article about the Riverdale Reaper that he learned about from Freddy Krueger last episode. Actually, I would have really liked it if he sh- said it Candyman instead of Freddy Krueger when he was referencing McGinty. Yeah, or some farmer. Like, even go with the actual relationship to the dude. Mm-hmm. He didn't even look like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it was just the creeper thing. But they should have just said, like, Mr. Candyman. It would have been funny because of the actor. Or the hitcher. The Hitchhiker. Well, there's The Hitcher with Rutger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell. I don't know that one. Anyway, so he has an article and it's about Jim and Mary Ellen Conway and their kids, Tommy and Sue, were killed. Um, 
he couldn't he wouldn't be the black hood because he would be in his 60s now um and he's like mm, yeah. it's not likely it, that's that's their based yeah. on what they know of the black hood it wouldn't be him yeah it was not likely um and that the police never caught the guy and that they kind of figured that the it the guy picked that house that that family because their house was on the edge of fox forest and betty's kind of going huh and jughead shows her the article and is like yeah there's a picture betty's like oh my god i've been there that's what the black hood sent me okay that's that's not how she says it. She's freaking out because the Black Hood did twisted mind games to her in that house. This 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 scene is so bad between the two of them. Well, Jughead, all right, well, let's get to Keller and see if we can pull the files. Yeah, I can't go back to Keller because, you know, I, I publicly accused him of being the Black Hood. Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> all right, well, we got to go to the house. Betty's like, I can't. I went there and the things I saw there... He made me look at a mirror and what I saw in the mirror. Now, okay. I get where they're going with that. Yeah, it's just whatever. She's peering into the soul of Dark Betty. Yeah. But. And Jughead gets an unknown call and it's, I'll accept the charges. <laughs> it's it's a funny moment. He's it's like, threat. who's calling me? Uh, I'll accept the charges. <laughs> well, then we cut to, they're back at school in the Blue and Gold's office and they t- and Jughead and Betty tell Veronica and Archie that FP's getting out of jail. And Veronica's like, what brought this on? And Jughead and Archie have an exchange of looks and they're like, uh, overcrowding of the prison and Cheryl's testimony. And it just happened. Archie knows what's up, though. Yeah, Arch- Archie just kind of makes that look. And Archie, it, okay, KJ App is doing a great job in this scene because he's just like... I need I need to deal with some shit with my girlfriend. What's happening? And just his reaction face is great mm-hmm. when he's standing there. He's playing with the t- he's playing on, with the, the straps on his backpack, <laughs> looking down, yeah. shifting. Uh... And so Betty tells Archie and Veronica, "Hey, we've got some new leads on the Black Hood case, but we were going to ask you if you guys could follow up because we got to go take FP out." So they're looking like. And Veronica's like, wait, you want us to be you guys? Is there a problem? Nope. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a wonderful reaction to, to with Archie and Veronica. It's just great. And guess what? What? It's awkward. Oh, way awkward. And now we cut to a very awkward scene in the locker room. Cheryl and Josie are, I guess, either getting ready to go into the shower or they just got out of the shower and they're wrapped in towels and Cheryl goes, Oh, Josie, your back looked like a sailor's rope. All those tension knots. I just bought a a new bottle of lavender essential oil. Let me massage you. And she starts massaging her and Josie is creeped out. Well, no. This is weird. It's weird, but That's what her face is doing. This is weird. No, her face... Because... The subtitles say moans. Mm. She closes her eyes like she's getting into the massage. Mm. I don't think that's what's happening here. I think she's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, this was very awkward and weird. It was after what comes next, which is no, Svensson. No, I think it was awkward beforehand. Svensson, Mr. Svensson, the janitor that we met last time, he opens the door and is like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. And Cheryl freaks out. Take your male gaze and male privilege and get out of the women's locker room. Josie has the appropriate reaction of, 
oh hey it's no problem i'm so sorry and he's like i'm sorry i should have knocked and he starts to, and he leaves and i, I mean it, it does appear to be just a legitimate accident yeah and then cheryl starts going back in for the massage this is when it read creepy oh creepy creepy awkward and then you just see josie with her eyes like super big she shuts her locker and walks away why does this scene exist to further cheryl's obsession with josie why does it exist in this episode because there's no reason for it later no. We have three minutes of scene between the two of these in this episode. They should have devoted more time to this story. Or none. <laughs> or just not have fucking done it. Well, I could, you know, if something's going to pay off in the next episode, then okay. Fine. But also, can Cheryl like girls and not be a fucking creeper? Can we yeah. maybe deal with that issue here? Yeah. That could, yeah. Now, there's no telling that Cheryl actually is romantically, romantically interested in Josie. She might just want to, this might be her trying to be a friend. I understand that that could be part of it. Okay. okay. Let's, let's be very clear. Cheryl is mentally ill. Yes. You know what? It gives me a lot of those Ingrid goes West vibes. She has clung to her and she's just like, this is the person that I'm, I'm I've got to obsess about her. I have to repay her for doing saving me from Nick St. Clair and it's just like this weird imprinting. Then you know why it's bothering me? Because they're in a locker room with only towels on and they're doing some sort of intimate touching. Yep. That's why it's bothersome. Yep. Write a better fucking scene yep. where they aren't doing something that hints at sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm done okay. with that soapbox. Okay. Oh, so, so let's move to a maybe not as awkward situation. <laughs> oh, no, it's still awkward. Uh, we go to the Pembroke, and Veronica's walking in just as Keller's leaving. And she's like, what's going on? And Hermione says, the shadow of the Black Hood has finally landed on our home. What? We Who talks look, like this? Uh, th- these people. <laughs> it's all drama. Uh, we received a letter from the Black Hood. Um, we we're going to be targeted and punished for your sins. And Veronica, this well, is one of this is one of the best lines. Well, don't let it ruin your day. Neither Hermione and Hiram have a pretty much flat affect mm-hmm. saying all of this. They're just like, la da da. We got a letter. Who cares? Um, and Hiram and Hermione explain. Well, it seems like a lot of people actually got this letter. And Veronica's like, yeah, but we're actually sinners. <laughs> And do you want to give Hiram's line? Hiram's like, the Pembroke is a fortress, and Andre is trained in the martial arts. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. What's this is this is very soap opera delivery. Well, that's his background. The martial arts. The martial arts. <laughs> it's okay. People were having a field day with that on Twitter, uh, not Twitter, uh, Reddit. It's very funny. Now, to be fair, he gets a pretty fun line in later, but mm-hmm. it was oh, just yeah. like, man, come on, Mark Consuelos, break out of that. Okay, so then Hermione says, and also, we wouldn't mind seeing more of Archie. He's oh. brawny and devoted to you. Awkward time! So then we cut to Archie, beefcake Archie. Beefcake! Walking around with that shirt. And he gets a text from Veronica that says, can you come over? Because <laughs> he's brawny and devoted to you. <laughs> Great. He's brawny and devoted. Hermione, Hermione's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. But... On the other side, it's um, not like they actually care about him or his feelings in any way. 
Uh, so then we cut to Betty. She's getting ready and she's talking to Alice. She goes, hey, mom, can I borrow the station wagon? And I was like, why? <laughs> uh, uh, FP is getting out um, and me and Jughead want to take him to Pops. Also, don't freak out, but Jughead's officially a serpent. And Alice says, I wish I could say a surprise. I was surprised. And Betty responds with, you know, I'm just asking you to give him the benefit of the doubt and remind you that you were a serpent. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to Jughead at the White Worm. And what the fuck is going on with this scene? It's... Okay, I like the one line that Jughead says. Okay, so Jughead's telling everyone at the White Worm, hey, my dad's getting out. It's going to be great. And Tallboy is just pissed. And Jughead's like, what is your deal? And Tallboy's like, you want us to sit down with the mayor? And Jughead's like, yeah, I do, because I think that's how we can bring... The south side back. And Tallboy scoffs. He's like, you've been here for five minutes. And Jughead says, I am sick of you acting like a little bitch. That's good. That was a great line. Because it's true. Tallboy has been a little bitch when it comes to Jughead. But Jughead's messing up his business. Um, Jughead says, you know, you're telling me I'm half a serpent. Let's put it to a vote. And uh, Tony stands up. And she goes, all right. Everybody, you know, sides with Jughead or everyone and thinks that uh, Tallboy should shut his damn mouth. She votes up, sweet so seconds, nobody else challenges. A bunch of people vote there with Jughead and Tallboy. Grumbles off this Grumbles thing. Off. And this is when I wrote Akko Taco. <laughs> we go back to the Pembroke and Archie arrives and Veronica greets him and starts kissing him. She goes, my parents are in their room. And Archie's like, good. And then it's like, um, Veronica, can can we talk and there's lots of kissing and way awkwardness and she goes, but that thing that thing betty asked us to do i want to do i want to do it uh and then and archie's like okay good and then they they're kiss this is this is so <laughs> much like veronica is forcing the kissing because she doesn't want archie to talk um and archie, we... archie's like are we good you know and... don't stop archie and she's like, I don't want you to stop. And, and can't that, you know, I want to be with you. And can't that be enough for right now? I just want to focus on the case. And Archie's like, okay. And then they kiss and move off screen. Yeah, but he has full puppy dog eyes. He does mm -hmm. not He's want like, that. Wah, wah. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> it's a real awkward lead in. Man, it's only going to get worse, guys. I don't know. It's not good. <laughs> All right. After our credits. We get to Archie's talking to Fred, and he's telling him that he told Veronica that he loved her. And then we're through this, we're going back and forth between Archie and Fred, and then Veronica and her parents. Can I can I mention? Fred goes, "You got something to get off your chest." And Archie talks about, "Well, I told Ronnie I loved her," and I'm like, "No, yeah, we're doing telling that, not the tons of actual fucking shit that's going on in your world. Like, I don't know." drug deals your best friend joining a gang oh and you're you're <laughs> having sex with your girlfriend all over the place you had a gun okay. you threw in a river okay they really need to have one quick comment and it would be really quick and fred the person per person do is like you're being a gentleman yes you're being safe yes that's all they need to do but this is a show geared more specifically towards teens they need to have the line about safe sex. They just do, and it would be awesome if we had a condom sponsor for the show. <laughs> it is necessary. It just should. Uh, do you want branded Riverdale condoms as well? 
Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, why'd you put it out there? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so Veronica tells her, um, Hiram and Hermione, he's like, um, Archie may or may not have said the L word. Um, and then Archie's telling Fred, yes, yeah, she didn't say it back. And yes, she hurt me. And <laughs> then back at the Pembroke, um, Hermione's like, well, uh, okay, well, he maybe, you know, he did say it and Hiram. Or didn't says, say, you know, that's my preference. That's my preference. <laughs> uh, which is great. Which is great. Because he's just, that's such a. Hiram uh, line. A, it's not only Hiram, but it's just such a dad thing to say about a daughter. Nope, that, that would be my preference. I didn't say he loved you. Very overprotective dad. <laughs> yeah, but um, Hermione makes the, the point. It's like, it doesn't matter if he said it. What matters is, are you ready to hear it? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Whereas Fred, oh, Fred, just goes, you know, in my experience, people are usually on different, different schedules, schedules with that word. That's fair. Just don't worry about it. That's that's a that's good advice, too. <sighs> Fred Andrews. Oh, he's just a perfect parent, I except know. for that pill addiction he's nursing in the background. <laughs> okay, we haven't gotten there yet. We, know, we saw no evidence of the fact that he is continuing to use pills, but it's going. He's pretty chill, though, gotta admit. That's Fred. Well, that's true. Anyway, FP's getting out of jail. Uh, Jughead and Betty are there. And Alice, too. Mm. She did not let Betty use the station wagon. Um, and so as as FP is walking out, Alice just stares at him and says, Is it true what they say about men who are released from prison? What's that? That they're incredibly sexually frustrated. Mom! <laughs> And then Jughead goes, wow. <laughs> and FP Every... has the biggest <laughs> fucking grin on his face. Okay, guys. There's no fucking way <laughs> that Alice and FP were not screwing like rabbits. That yeah. has occurred in the history of this, this town. You, you, made, you made your point about you want to see Hal and Alice having dirty sex. That ain't gonna happen. But you know who she is going to have some dirty sex with? It's going to be FP and it's going to be really hot. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a great scene when it finally happens. You know what? It's still great in my imagination. We're good. <laughs> all right. We get to Pops for an awkward lunch. Well, also, great line. After all of this what the hellness, they leave and uh, Alice just turns around. Seatbelts, buddy. <laughs> Mom in a station wagon at the end of the day. Right. Well, just Alice Cooper. She is always Alice Cooper. All right, we're at Pops for lunch, and Alice is grilling FP. And she's saying, you know, you better watch your back, especially when you get back with those hoodlums. And FP says, I'm not going back. Um, I know, thought about, I thought a lot about it in Shankshaw. In Shankshaw. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm done with the serpent life. Okay. We. Lo I love Shawshank Redemption. It's a great movie. So I'm okay with the reference. Shawshank Redemption is the most overrated movie in the history of cinema. I said it. You're wrong. It's La La Land now. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, A and one B. No. Shawshank gets points for Avatar. 20 more years. Avatar. No, Avatar. No, you're wrong. Avatar's not that Avatar overrated. Avatar and La La Land. Avatar's got a rabbit-specific fan base. Shawshank is loved by every single human, and it's not Except that for you. good. You are wrong, and you just, you need to stop. Just, you sit there and be wrong. <laughs> uh, so, Jughead. Uh, Me and my boy are going to go for one last ride. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm, you know, uh, 
It's too much of a slippery slope going slippery slope. Uh, going back with the serpents. Um, and Alice is like, well, what are you going to do with the extra time? Working, Warden Cooper. Uh, she goes, she's like that's a great idea until you start drinking again and fp says well i'm in an a in aa and i don't plan on stopping and he takes a pick he ta- picks up his coffee cup and takes a sip with his pinky raised is this the best thing skeet's ever done i'm thinking it might be i don't know i haven't seen everything that he's done but i think it's the thing that he's having the most fun doing for real you can tell and he is hilarious on instagram <laughs> because okay so a, like a couple weeks or maybe a month or two ago the whole cast of Riverdale had a picture for like Teen Vogue and Jughead is is standing uh, Cole Sprouse is standing on the couch and Skeet Ulrich gets on the picture and goes I raised that boy better to get his feet off that damn couch <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> it was pretty cute uh, he and he and Alice are quite oh, fun to watch together. Great. I can't wait till that those two hook up for real, for real. All right, then we get to Archie and Veronica, and they go to talk to Keller. And they ask, you know, hey, we came to see the files from this case, but your secretary said that they were missing. Somebody must have stolen them. Yeah. And Keller's like, calm down. Um, when, the lead officer could have taken them home when yeah, he was working on you know, it. When, with cold oh. cases, the lead officer would normally take them home so they could work on them. Uh... And so they talk a little back and forth. Goes, oh, that would have been Sheriff Howard. He died he, two years ago, but... but he has a daughter who lives in town. You might be able to call her and get them. So they call Margaret, and she does not want to talk about this. She's like, my dad was obsessed with this. He would spend hours at the house that he would call the house of the devil. Um, the devil's ask, house. If you ask me, he lost his mind in that house. Don't they hang call, up. Don't call me again. They hang up, and Archie goes. Ronnie. We have to go to that house. <laughs> the devil's house? Yes, Ronnie. He goes, what if he's home? It's actually a pretty good line. That's pretty good. That makes sense. The way she delivers it is really good, too. Yeah. Hey, Veronica? Camila Mendez. She's great this Really episode. good this she's episode. She's great this episode. Yeah. She, no, she really is. We're doing this weird arc where, like... She's got... She's got She's better. getting she really better. She filmed a movie over the hiatus, so she's... She's... Uh... She's... She's gotten... She's gotten considerably better. Whereas we... Betty's going off the rails... Not the actress, but no. the character. And and it, it needs to resolve itself. If it's going to go completely off the rails, I hope it really gets there. Go do it with flair. <laughs> All right, so the boys are on the bikes. Jack's Head Jones. Jughead looks hot. Mm. He looks like, Jughead has a haircut, so they cut his hair. Jughead looks dumb. Shut up, he's hot. <laughs> Just shut it. He Just... looks like a scrawny kid playing dress up as a biker. Now, FP, fantastic. He's super hot. (laughs) (laughs) How hot is he? So hot. (laughs) He's very. (laughs) So very. (laughs) Has Penny Uh, bothered you? uh, Jughead says, nope, it was just a one-time job. I figured it was best not to ask too many questions. We're squared away. At this point, FP knows everything. Here's the thing. Jughead previously said you know my dad's always been a liar but he's never been any good at it and i think jughead's the same way yep jughead's not any better at lying to his dad also fp knows mm-hmm. if you did one job for penny peabody yeah it ain't, you, it ain't one toast. job um and fp says you know my dad kicked me out when i was 16 and then i joined the serpents and then the army and then i came back and i don't want that for you and Jughead says, you know, I ran the gauntlet. I have to stay. I, I want to stay. I want to stay, but I need your blessing. 
And F, FP's boy. like, I, just promise me you'll keep writing. And Jughead says, I, I will. I do every day. Yeah, FP knows. Yeah, oh, absolutely. FP knows what's going on. There's no way Tallboy hasn't been telling him this whole time. Maybe. Or he just, he knows what's going on. He doesn't know the details, but... Because I could see Tallboy icing him out completely, trying to get the drug money. Yeah. One of the two. I think Tallboy is relatively... Loyal? Loyal to FP. He's not loyal to Jughead at all. Like, Jughead's like a usurper. Yeah. He's completely rejected until just now, when it's convenient. I mean, I think... And Tom was like, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need your shit. Yeah, I don't know about that. Anyways. Uh, so then we cut to Pops. And FP is working at Pops being super fucking adorable. <laughs> yeah, I wrote adorbs there. He's pretty cute. He is in his, adorable. In his paper it's, hat it's, and his oh, lo- white apron. When it's cocked apron. to the side, it's <laughs> so adorable. I love it. Okay, I'm really happy about that. Cut to Josie and Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl is harassing Josie because she's going to do a car dealership opening. And Josie's like... Reggie's dad is going to pay me $5,000 for five songs as long as Reggie gets to escort me. Which is like, that's a really great... $5,000 to any any teenager is huge. And Cheryl's like very crestfallen over that. She's not happy because, some, you know, somebody's getting in her way. She also says, it's barely above amateur porn. Okay. Okay. If you want to make her mentally ill, write it better. Just write it better. And actually start having people, other people acknowledge this. That there's something seriously wrong with Cheryl. Aside from her being a bitch. Like, something else is going on with her. Like, we need a little, like... They're trying to shoehorn some type of character development in, in about three minutes. And it's not working. And we already have Betty, who clearly has some level of mental illness. And Alice, who is... So, mental illness is running rampant, and nobody's really talking about it in a serious way. Well, remember, Betty and Cheryl are related. They are cousins. Ooh. Creepy. Um, Uh, So then Cheryl sees fp and then she knocks her milkshake over and it breaks on the ground clean that up plebe um like you did my brother's blood which is actually a pretty good line and fp comes over and everybody and jughead just wants to get in on it like wants to go after cheryl and fp just looks right cheryl right in the eyes like i'll get you a brand new milkshake on the house and then he turns around looks at jughead he's like don't and i think fp kind of goes Cheryl's allowed to do that because I did help cover up her brother. Like, it's one of those. I don't think it's Cheryl's allowed to do that. It's like she's a bitch, but I get it. Yeah, he's just like, I'm not. No, it's more, I'm not going to fight these battles anymore. Especially with a 16 year old girl or so. Uh, It's not worth it for me to try to deal with that. Um, Jughead goes back to Betty and there's another counter and he goes, my dad used to be a king. He deserves to be honored. This at, is so fucking stupid. No, at this point I'm like, Jughead's entire character has run completely off the fucking rails mm-hmm. and I'm worried they're not going to get back on. I, I think they, they might with, they will, they I will, mean, but this, this makes absolutely fucking lutely no sense. And from here until about the end of the episode, I've got nothing I've got no connection to Jughead whatsoever. It's it's make maddening how mm-hmm. badly they've written him. Yeah. And and we're real close to jumping the shark on him. You know, I agree. Betty says, let's throw a party. Yeah. Betty's tweaking out a little bit, huh? She's she's trying to control everything. She's going 
dark Betty again. No, not really. Well, not dark Betty, but she's doing the same thing she did to Jughead in season one. Oh, it's just... It's Let's the, throw a party. Let's throw a party. I didn't even think about that. Uh, <laughs> Betty goes to the white worm and starts talking to Tony. Okay, Tony is underage and she's a bartender. I was like, yeah, is Tony a fucking now, bartender? Now, to be fair, you can be, eight, at least, you know, here in Texas, you can be 18 years old and serve. But very few places do that. Well, is the white worm... <laughs> A respectable establishment because you do know she offers Jughead a drink later in the episode. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm not. It's just one of those like really. Also, like aren't they fucking sixteen? Yeah. And apparently, everyone can drive now. What? Okay, so <laughs> Betty's talking to Tony, and she goes, "Well, can I bring a karaoke machine in?" And Tony's like, "For FP's retirement party." sure whatever um and so then betty's like okay so the real reason i wanted to talk to you and i really thought that this was going to be her saying i know what happened between you and jughead and it's okay that's what i thought this could be because Mm. we've never had that scene between betty and jughead where they talk about what happened while they were broken up it's not gonna happen oh clearly it's not but well, that's what I thought it was when she first started talking, and she called just like, it. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> she wants she, Betty wants to keep an eye on Jughead herself, and Tony's like, "You want to be a ser- serpent?" And Betty says, "Let's say serpent adjacent." And then we randomly meet some lady older named older serpent lady. Birdie's laughing. Shut up, Birdie. Sorry, uh, sorry sweet, sweet Valley, Valley High. Great reference. Uh, you got to do the dance. The serpent dance. And Betty's like, what's that? And Tony goes, this, mis-, she's like, misogyny dies hard. You you don't want to know. No, I, I want to know everything. Yeah, I do. And then she looks over and there's this chick pole dancing at the white worm. She goes, I want to know everything. And then like smiling, I'm like, something's wrong with, okay, something is, either something is wrong with Betty or you guys have really lost the fucking thread. No, it, it connects with her with her dark side yes she's not going full dark betty but it's we're trending that direction we're flirting with that she you know it's funny she starts that conversation when she's like you know i've been walking the razor's edge well she is but not in the way she thinks she is yeah this is her flirting with that side of her which we'll we'll get to when we get to it (sighs) fp doesn't want a party no, uh, Jughead and FP come home to the trailer. No party. Come on, it's just a couple hours. You deserve it. FP's like, fine, okay. Uh, Jughead gets a call and he goes, oh, it's Archie. And he walks out of the room and it's Penny. What do you want? I told you I'm out. Don't keep me waiting or your dad will be back in jail before I finish my crappy coffee. I will not be held hostage. Okay. I think we cut to Pops right now. Yeah, there. we cut to Pops. Jughead is gone to talk to Penny. I won't be held hostage. And Penny says, ours is an ongoing arrangement. You have debts to pay. What debts? Somebody explain this. Yeah. Uh, and Jughead starts threatening her. I'm about to meet with Mayor McCoy. I wonder, she'd probably be interested to know that you took up Clifford Blossom's drug ring. If you're going to make accusations like that, you're going to need proof. <gasps> like the video of you and your friend bringing a trade of drugs in. <laughs> and Jughead says, if you attack me, you're attacking all serpents. And he gets up and he starts to leave. And Penny goes, your girlfriend, Betty Cooper? She's, she's fetching. Quite, she's quite fetching. And Jughead's like, what? All snakes have a soft oh, underbelly. She's yours. Right? Jughead starts his freak out face and leaves. Penny Peabody could be so much better. Do a better job. 
Not real happy uh, with the writers this episode. I feel like there should have been a better conversation about what that debt is, but I guarantee you it has to do with Alice. We should already know something about who Penny Peabody is by now. All right? She's an important enough character we should she's, really know the back. She's the serpent's lawyer. No, no, no. But we should know the full backstory and what's going on between her, FP, and Alice. We ought to know that by now. It's no, kind should... of dumb that we don't. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, but the thing is, we have too many other things going on where we don't have the full story, and that's what's stupid. <sighs> that's where we're at. We have too many things that we only know, like, a third of the information. And juggling it's just... five storylines yeah. at the same time. That's what's stupid. I'm actually fine with this part of the storyline not getting... FP just got out of jail, and now Alice... Alice went to see him for a reason. Even Twin Peaks only ran, like, three at a time or so. Yeah, maybe. You uh, can only juggle so much in an hour-long drama. Agreed. On the CW. <laughs> Murder house! The devil's house! Uh, so, <laughs> Veronica and Archie are walking up to the house, and Veronica says, Now I'm regretting throwing your gun in Sweetwater River. <laughs> and they start talking, they're, they're reading the report, and then we get a flashback in black and white of what occurred in the house. Um, a man with a shotgun comes in, shoots the mom, then kills the father in the kitchen, and then the kids were hiding under the bed, and he shot them. Uh, and yeah, it's sad. There's blood on the floor under the bed, and creepy. <laughs> Uh, reminds me of uh, Joe Kenda. Uh, he's been on the Nerds a couple times. He's an investigator. He's got his own show. I can't remember what it's called. Let's not talk about the details because they're sad. They're pretty bad, but if you're interested in, in true crime and like details don't freak you out, go search for Joe Kenda. Uh, he's great. He's got a cool story. If you want somebody who deals even deeper with it, go listen to Karen Kilgariff and George, Georgia Hardstark talk about it on My Favorite Murder. <laughs> we are true crime people, but they go a little too much and it's depressing and yeah, so they they make it funny. Karen Kilgariff's hilarious. They do, but I I can't I can't hear about the kids stuff. It's too depressing. To it's me. hard. Okay, so Veronica sees a door with those with the height markings, and she goes, "This was a family of four, right?" Archie's like, "Yeah." She goes, "There are three sets of initials." And then conveniently, there's a silver box of files it's next to box. the door. And Archie opens it up. He goes, "It's the sheriff's notes. He must have left them here while he was working on it." Which does kind of make a little sense, but it should have been like a little more hidden within the house, not just like bingo <laughs> with a light shining on it. <laughs> that was their flashlight. Mm. You doof. Yeah. Well. Okay, so they're flipping through the notes, and Veronica's like. Are we sure this wasn't a family of five? And Archie finds a picture, and sure enough, there are three kids. Back they, to the white one. They figure out the kid's name is Jason. Was was the other kid? So we had Tommy and Sue with the children. They figure out that the third kid's name was Jason. Joseph. No. His adopted name was Joseph. Mo. You're wrong. Now we come back to the white worm. We're hanging out there a lot, and Jughead's talking to Tony. And Tony says, you know, it's great about your dad. And and have you heard any more from Penny? And Jackhead says, nope, it was just a one-time thing. And Tony looks at him and says, oh, Jones, let's hope you're right. Mm-hmm. And... Cut to, cut to Betty talking to Pop. Thanks for doing this so late. Yeah, we'll come pick up the trays. Trays I'll, for what? Um, FP's retirement party. It's going to happen tonight. And Before you say anything, I would like to remind you, you were once a serpent, too. Smash cut to Alice running into Pops, yelling into FP's face. And we had to get this word for word. 
I won't have our kids making our mistakes. They weren't all mistakes. Come on, chaperone it. No, if you're... no, no, no. If you're that worried, the party. If you're that worried about the party, come. Chaperone. Are you high on fumes? I can't. Stop by. Say hi to some old friends. How would never come. Well, then leave him. At home. <laughs> Alice storms away. Yes! <laughs> There's no way they weren't screwing like bunnies. Uh, no way! That line. Leave him, him. Dot, 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 The pause dot. with you, her, they cut to her face and it's just like. She's like, oh my God. Oh what? my God. I can't leave. I can't. And he's, and then he's like, we're at home. I don't know. Happy Alice. We're, and it's that whole, I want to jump you, but I have to leave it off. <laughs> well, she's huffing, but she still keeps looking back at him. Yeah. And he is averting his eyes the whole way. Mm. Oh, so fun. <sighs> so good. It is. It is very good. All right. So then we cut to the Bloom Boat offices and Veronica and Archie this time are explaining the details of the Reaper to Betty and Jug. It's a really nice role reversal. Mm -hmm. I did really like that aspect. And they say his name was Jason Conway, but he was adopted by a family and he was enrolled in a local high school. So we figure if we can find a match to this picture of this boy, we can figure out who he is. Um, and no, maybe he knows about the Black Hood. Jughead says, well, maybe he is the Black Hood. I mean, come on. If he saw this, it could have messed him up for good. Now he's punishing the town. Mm-hmm. And Veronica's like, well, so we're going to have to go through these yearbooks. Um, it's not exactly a needle in a haystack. And Betty and Jughead are like, um, we have to get ready for this party. Uh, but you guys should come. No, well, I mean... Yeah, you should come. No, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, it's you fine. should. Yeah, it'd be great, guys. There could be karaoke. Nah, you know, only if you want to. <laughs> Jughead is like, I don't know. I don't think you guys should come to this thing. It's a serpent party. And and Archie is just like, I'm not. I don't I don't want to do this. You can just see it on his face. Fine. So Archie and Veronica are going through the yearbooks. And Archie's like, can we take a break and, and talk about something that isn't the... Like, Archie wants to talk about this. Oh, my God. I think that's him. And his name is Joseph Svensson. Hell, yeah. So then they run through the halls. Archie, you dumb boy. Yeah. Uh, nah, this, this ended up fine. It lasted two seconds. We know who Archie you are. We know who you are. Since Joseph away, Conway. And Jason Conway. He, oh. It's Jason Conway and Joseph Svensson. I got confused. You're a dumb bunny. <laughs> Come on, pay attention. This is why we take notes. <laughs> uh, he slams him up against a locker, which is like, chill out, then, Archie. And then leads him into a classroom. He's like, why'd you run away? I got scared. No one's called me Jason in decades. Lame. Um, I found justice. What? The night it happened. I heard gunshots and I escaped through my bedroom window. And but I, I didn't run. Well, I could have run into the woods, but I didn't. I wanted to see him. I wanted to see his face. And did you? Yeah. He was a con man, a preacher who was making his way through our town. Um, next day, a couple of men took me to the hotel, the motel where he was staying, and I pointed him out. And they took him away and killed him. I guess what happened to those men? Nothing. Justice uh, served. Justice was served. This town demanded blood for blood. You sound an awful lot like the Black Hood right now. And while Veronica's talking to him, Archie is looking at him and imagining the Black Hood that he saw. And he's just like, Ronnie, I looked the Black Hood in the face. We know it's not him. Stared him in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Cut to Betty. is in her room and she's getting ready. Awkward. And she's 
one thing that's interesting is the top she's wearing is the same top she wore when she went to go talk to Chuck in the first season about she wants to be a bad girl. Mm. It's the same top, different skirt, but that's the shirt she was wearing. Yep. Or one almost exactly like it. I don't remember having the bejeweled, but that's the same thing. And so she's kind of doing some moves, and then she takes her ponytail out. What does is, what is ponytail mean? Vulnerable. Yep. That's coming back a lot this episode. Um, so then we cut to uh, Veronica's getting ready to go out and Hermione walks in and she's like you know Andre's ready for you but I wanted to ask you how are things going with Archie and Veronica's like you know we've been working on the side project and I realized that I just took it on because I wanted to avoid talking about things with Archie and you know why can't I say it you and daddy never say it I don't think I've ever heard you oh Hermione's like oh no it's that face where it's just like yeah, your father and I don't love each other. No. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, we don't love each other. You don't have a model of two people that love each other, so yeah, you have a hard time saying it, girlfriend. <laughs> That's fair. We did not set the example for you. Sorry. So cut, cut over to the Andrews house. And Fred is asking um, Archie how things are going, and he's like, it's not great. And he goes, oh, so things aren't good on the other side of the four-letter word. <laughs> and Archie says, you know, when I'm with Veronica especially whenever things is dark and things have gotten pretty dark lately dad um she makes me feel like everything is going to be fine i don't want to lose that you know what you're a great kid arch just don't worry and he's like give her time and space and go have fun and take some of the pressure off which is again good advice but they're 16 okay but that okay so when you're 16 and you are in a serious relationship and you say i love you that can stick in, I mean, that's, you know. I guess the heightened trauma that yes. all of them have been through. Yes. Because, again, are we going to acknowledge the fact that they've been through intense amount of trauma? <laughs> no. They have been through a lot of trauma. Yeah. It's just, it's it's fine. All right. I don't have a problem with 16-year-olds telling each other. Because telling each other that they, they love each other. I mean... Betty and Jughead did, and that seemed appropriate yeah. and reciprocal. And then that doesn't all isn't always the way it works out. And so I do I do like that aspect, and it makes sense. And I think they're both parents are giving good advice. Now you know what doesn't make sense for sixteen year olds? I just did a sweep of the perimeter. Whatever. <laughs> We're at the white worm. Jughead's coming in. He finds Archie, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "Yeah." Uh, Veronica's gonna be here. We're gonna work some things out. It's gonna be a great night. It's gonna be a great night. <laughs> Tony's a fucking bartender. Yep. Nope. I knew it. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, we've seen it a lot, but it's just extra crazy. Jones, you look nervous. Want a drink? <laughs> and then Alice and Betty walk in, and Alice is dressed as serpent. She's got a serpent jacket on. She's got a. She's wearing a black bra with the with the uh, mesh, a mesh top. top. She's got dark lipstick. She looks a lot like Penny. Yep. She's got her hair all curly. Like, she looks exactly like Penny, and I can guarantee you that's not a mistake. Alice Peabody. Oh, yeah. Alice That. Yep, Alice Peabody. She's fooled by her. Wow, Betty. Jug, Mrs. Jug Cooper, you, you look, look incredible. incredible. And Alice goes, why, thank you. I couldn't convince this one to dress appropriately, because <laughs> Betty's literally wearing her pastel colors in a sea of black. Yep. It's pretty funny. Hawkeye. Like, give me my give me a tequila. It would hold the worm, and and Betty very seductively tells Jughead, "I've got a surprise for you later." And Alice is like, "Hit me again, Hog Eye, honey. Do you want a drink, Shirley Temple?" 
No? Hey. Two for me. Two for me. Just bring me two. That was pretty great. She is a crazy woman, and it's amazing. Love it. Uh, Veronica shows up, and she goes straight to Archie, and Archie's like, can we talk about us? And Archie, this is a party. Must we discuss these things? And Archie says, uh, what I said in that moment, that was about me and how I felt, and I don't want you to feel any pressure. And Veronica's like... Thank you for understanding and hugging. And Archie's just like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> you Fun. dumb boy. You, you shouldn't have said it if you don't mean it. He that, th- that's he... the lesson that he does just need to fucking learn. All right? No, I agree. Uh, he thought by saying, you don't have to say it back, that would make her feel like, oh, but I do love you. Nope. Yeah, nope. Because nope. here's the thing. I'm fine with you being hung up on it, but then you just got to say it. Just be like, look, this is how I feel. And if that's not going on between us, then I need some we time. We need to reconsider our relationship. We need to think about some things if that's not true. No, no, that's all fair. And, Just be straight up. And and also, it's fine to not want to go straight to break up because yeah. you're not... Ex- I mean, it's, it's fair. It's also fine to say, you know what? I'm not going to make you feel that pressure, but then you got to do that. You gotta, you've got to be okay with that. And then you also got to not turn on it that second. So Archie <laughs> scoffed and he goes, I signed us up for a duet. You know, that song you love from Donnie Darko, you know. Or Strongly Like It. No, that you, that you say that, or you, I hope. That Donnie Darko it. song that you love, or Strongly Like at least. Mm-hmm. Or can you not do, do that, that either? either? And Veronica's just like, she's just like, oh, no, I, I can sing with you. So then they go and they start singing in Mad World, which is a great song. And honestly, this is the best they've ever sung. But it's an eye roll because they use this in every single thing. I haven't heard this in forever. Oh my gosh. It's in like every commercial. It's in movies. It's freaking everywhere. I've heard the melody a lot, but not that. Um, I really liked Camilla in this because she gave me a lot of Christina Ricci vibes. I'm not just, seeing that, but just, I'll roll just with Just her you. look, and just when she's at the microphone, I just felt a lot of, ooh, you remind me a lot of Christina Ricci. This is the best that either of them have sung on this show. Yeah. Uh, Archie's one song, I Try, and last season was pretty good, but this is great. They got moments this that are a, good and moments is, that aren't. This is their best performance. Kids in America was actually pretty fun. It was cute, but this one actually shows off that those two have some talent. Yep. Was the other one? It could have easily been faked. This one is a little less. And then so they're halfway through the song, and then Veronica's just getting upset, and so she stops singing and runs away, and Archie goes after her, and then the crowd boots, and then we get to the worst part of this episode. Oh, oh, it's cringeworthy. Here's here it comes. Yeah, Betty gets up, and so she starts singing, and she's singing directly to Jughead, and then she starts taking off her clothes. And then she starts pole dancing. Now, let us say, the response of the entire crowd is appropriate. Yeah, the 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 audience isn't like, they're like, what's going on? Because Betty is doing this serpent dance. And we cut to, we cut, Jughead's not okay with this. And he gets a little panic. He kind of gets that. Oh, this is not good. No, this no, is no, not no, good. No, he no, looks no, no, down no. like I shouldn't be seeing. It's it's I shouldn't be seeing this. We cut to Sweet Pea and he's like, "Oh, this is fucking hot." <laughs> which which that's going to come up. We're going to have to talk about that one later. Uh-huh. Um and Jughead just looks just horrified. Alice Alice comes, comes up back and from she the goes, bar. 
Oh my god. And she's she's devastated as well. Well, because you want to guess why? She's watching herself. Oh yes. Back when she was Betty's age, oh doing yes, the exact same so thing. So when on that stage. Betty gets up there, her hair looks a lot closer to Alice's. She just she looks very Alice. Uh, I, I I will never stop singing the praises of that casting. Those two casted as mom and daughter is just could not have been more perfect. Yeah, it's just it's bad. It's bad. Uh, yeah, and so that ends, and FP is clapping, and he walks up on stage. <laughs> because and... until then, all we hear is... And uh, people start clapping and cheering for her, and FP gives her his jacket, and Betty puts it on, and Alice is just like... <sighs> like, like her worst fears have come true. Uh-huh. Right in front of her eyes. Yep. Um, and FP gives this little speech, because I've been in and out... Uh, of the serpents it's been a wild ride and the serpents have stood by my side you know y'all are my own family and as soon as he says that jughead's like something's what? not right yeah something's not right uh he says the letter of the law says i can't be here in the den but this is my real family my blood and it'll be a cold day in hell um when before a, be- when, a snake, when a snake lets, lets a, pig... a pig tell him what to do i'm not leaving and uh oh no it's just when a pig tells him what to do and Alice goes up to Betty and says, all right, Coyote Ugly, let's go. Great reference. Yeah. Great reference. And Betty's like, no, I'm not going with you and uh, I'm going to stay. And Alice says, well, I can't. And she runs away. Alice was hoping that FP was finally done. Yeah. She's been waiting for him the whole time. I think that's a part of it yep that that wouldn't surprise me if that's been like in the back of her head okay uh and then fp says you know if they want to want me out of here they're gonna have to bring a coffin because i'm not retiring bring the fire and the crowd loves this and betty and jughead are the only two who are like oh this is not good this is not gonna end well mostly jughead yeah but betty also gets why this is so bad we have a little break, and then we cut back, and people are celebrating and are congratulating Jug. I'm like, yeah, this is great, man. Isn't this great? And FP goes right to him, and he Fredos him. He Fredos him. He gives him a big hug and talks in his ear, and he goes, I know about the snake charmer. It was the one thing I told you um, not to do. And I, I can I can fix this. No, nope, no, no. No. I'm in. You're out. You broke my heart, Jughead. Kisses him on the forehead. He Fredos him. It's, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. It, I don't. It. It. It's fine. If anybody in this in this group that could do a Godfather to those two, I'm fine with it. Fine. I'd rather just watch Michael do it to Fredo. But okay. well, we can go fine. watch that later. Um, but, just that scene. Oh, it's so good. But oh, it is. And then uh, hail to the king. Hail to the king. And Tallboy brings out shots, and everyone's so FP's gonna start drinking again. But I'm still convinced that he was never an alcoholic. That that was part of a show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a functional alcoholic for sure, but I think the bumbling alcoholic, I think, has been an act. Yeah, we just don't know. <sighs> I mean, regardless, he's he's doing literally everything to force Jughead away from him. Or trying to. No, this is his move to save Jughead. Because now Jughead's stuck with Penny. Well, no, no, no. You know he's making... By he's... forcing him away, I mean forcing him out of the serpent. Yes. No. I, I get that's that. That's the plan. 
That's, I don't think it's going to last very long. But um, Archie goes after Veronica in the parking lot. And Veronica's saying, you know, I, I, I know uh, that this matters and it should matter. Um, but I can't let myself go there with you. For whatever messed up reason, I can't do it. And she gets in the car. And then, you know, she's she's drive. Andre's going to drive her away. Home, Andre. Okay, so one of the things I noticed about the scene is Archie's not wearing his jacket. Nope. So he is vulnerable. And Veronica has her pearls on. She's not vulnerable. And that's the problem. Yep gonna be an interesting day when we see her take off her pearls with a guy we've seen her rip off her pearls um but she's always had them with with archie i got my guess but we'll get there oh yeah no no yeah that's yeah that that would be great cut over to uh betty is waiting for jughead he is not wearing his crown nope so he is also very vulnerable. He's pissed. He's like, why would you do that? Was it was it the dance? It's everything. Thing. Uh, why would you do that? I wanted to be a part of this. Why? And Archie knew to cut bait. And now I'm dragging you down and my dad. And um, she's like, well, it's fine. You know, he's going to be able to figure it out and we can fix this together. No, if, no, Betty. Not if you, together. If you stay, I don't know that I can protect you. In fact, you're going to get hurt. And Betty says, no, it's not your decision. Actually, yes, it is. And it's like, how many times are we going to push each other away? How many times, Judd? Until it sticks. And I'm, uh, that was my dad's one chance at going straight and i'm not gonna let you get hurt too i'm not gonna destroy you too and he starts to walk away she's going like please no please go home yeah Oof. so they're broken up if they're not broken up they're pretty dang close they're broken up they're on life support this is over yeah for now i mean we're gonna (laughs) gonna circle this back in a couple well whatever varchi maybe we don't really know yet Bughead, Bughead done. Time of death. This episode. Oh, I'm I'm now. sure we'll see it again if we make it to other seasons. But yeah, uh, so we get Jughead narration. He's like, it's like we were playing a game of snakes and ladders, and we all slid off the board. Boom. Um, old wounds were reopened, and we get a little cut to Svenson, and he is um holding a picture. He's holding a picture of five guys. And I don't know if Svensson is in that picture. He might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an African-American gentleman in that picture. A very picture. tall African-American gentleman. And I can guarantee to you that's McGinty from the last episode. There's actually two, but one of them is taller than the, the others. One. The one on the far left is also African-American. Oh, okay. Um, but the, the tall guy, I'm like, that's McGinty for sure. Oh, yes. So, so yeah. So the Black Hood is in that picture. Yes. And I don't believe Svensson is the Black Hood. No. But he definitely knows who is. Yes. And yeah. And I'm betting those guys that rounded up, mm-hmm. those are the five guys that rounded up the the killer. They've all got guns. No, okay. No, there's no guns in that picture. Oh, yeah, there are. I don't think so. I'm pretty We're sure. Go back and look at that. But, okay, if those are the guys who rounded him up, then he's not in that picture. Who? The Black Hood? Benson. Oh. Not that no. Okay. No, 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 no. Whatever. Anyways, um, so we get that, and then we get Archie. Goes into his room, and he takes off his shirt, and he's just sad. And then he looks at his window. Feelings long buried were shook loose. 
And then we cut over to Betty, and she's sitting at her vanity. A boy looked out his window at the girl next door. And she walks out out of the window frame, and then she kind of comes back, and she just kind of looks at Archie. As if for the very first time. And we kind of linger on Betty, and then we cut to Archie, and Archie smirks. Riverdale! <laughs> okay. We're, go- it's, we're going in on it. it, it if they dangle this and then it doesn't have i'm gonna be so fucking pissed next season i don't think there has to be a full on archie betty kiss next 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 half well yeah Mm -hmm. but i i don't think it has to be like they suddenly are in a relationship in two episodes i think it's got it they can they can let it be a slow burn and then reconnect and then that builds into romance yeah Um, that would be That'd be all right. They're kind of more balanced for each other. Well, here's here's the problem. Archie and Veronica was almost completely physical. Yes. Betty and Archie have all this history, just like her and Jughead. Yeah. All this history. Um, I think Betty and Jughead are almost too similar. Yeah. Whereas Archie and Betty are a balance, a little more, a little more balanced. Well, and Betty's got that weird dual personality thing, whereas Archie's got that big, dumb, doofus knight in shining armor thing that Mm -hmm. would be like, hey, Betty, chill. Yeah. It's got that Fred Andrews chill vibe going. The chill vibe. That pill-popping chill vibe. Okay. So we think that Veronica's going to end up with... Reggie. Oh, yeah. Well, duh. Okay, I know they're pushing the Josie and Reggie thing hard because they definitely were in the Jingle Jingle, the the Nick St. Clair. It's Veronica and Reggie. That's the comics. Yeah, well, yeah, that's came to the comics. I'm okay if they take longer to get to that, but that would be hilarious. Well, Veronica's going to swear off men for a while, probably. Oh, she's going to go, she's going to, well, okay, if Archie and Betty start spending more time with each other, then Veronica's going to go spend all of her time with Josie and Kevin. Yeah. 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 And then Cheryl's going to get super jealous and go, psycho! Yeah. Some of these children need to go to a psychiatrist. That needs to happen. Well, we got a trailer to watch, though. Okay. Next week, we have... Next week's supposed to be our mid-season finale, so we got one more new episode for this half of the year, this this season, and then we'll be doing our wrap-up. But remember, if you don't want spoilers... If you don't, if you don't want to hear about the next episode, uh, you don't want to hear us go into more detail about what's going on, what we've seen on the internets, then you should cut out when the music starts. But please take a moment to go review and rate us on iTunes. Please. Uh, and so we'll talk to y'all later. Hashtag Go Bulldogs. Bughead's over. Yes. And and then Barchi will be over. Yep. Or Barchi. Sorry. Barchi. Veronica and Archie will be over. Bughead ending on good terms. Um, it seems like it's just kinda like Sad. Yeah, it's that whole nobody did anything wrong, but we shouldn't be together. Mutually we understand this ain't gonna work. That's almost like a worse breakup. Mmm. Like, cause when somebody did something wrong, it's a lot easier. It- you know what? 
It really just depends. I think every breakup is its own individual thing. You can't ever figure out how that's going to go. Some can be fiery, passionate breakups that end up okay in the end. And... No, but I think it's a lot harder when it's very mutual and just this just has to end. Like, nobody did anything bad. Nobody doesn't love the other one. It's just, we're done. Well, I think Jughead has specific reasons. I think Betty still doesn't believe that those are the right reasons. Probably. But, and I think that's what makes it hard. And Veronica wants to stay friends with Archie. And Archie's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so uh, Veronica's going to throw herself into the family business and she's going to find out some shit. Yeah. Uh, thank God we needed to open the door on that one. Mom and dad have some skeletons in the closet and we're going to find out about them. Maybe they're brother and sister. Dun, dun, dun. No. <laughs> no more incest. I'm sick of it. Come on. Um... It's not even shocking anymore. So Betty and Archie are sleuthing, and then they're get, their faces are really close together in an attic. So there could be a kiss. I. Here's the thing. There could be a kiss. There could be a kiss. There's also a little bit of wild-eyed, scared Betty, and some really creepy stuff well, going yeah, on with her. They're going. They're going murder hunting. They are going murder hunting. Um, but I think the flip side is Archie's grounding her. A little bit. Like, yes. a lot of what we're seeing there is Archie trying to be like, Betty, I get it. I get your yeah. head's in the wrong place, but you gotta you gotta stay with me right now, okay? Yeah. And we will figure shit out after we get this done. Uh, Jughead says something leads to death, and then he pulls a knife in the rain. So I guess there's another rumble. Uh, it looks uh, maybe an inter-serpent rumble. Perhaps. Yes. I don't know, maybe him and Sweepy are gonna go at it. Nah. I don't know. Him and Tallboy? Maybe. Mm, I don't think Tallboy's gonna mess with him um see a little cut of cheryl yeah cheryl opens the door somewhere in a christmas sweater because this is a christmas episode the black hood is on betty's couch and she's got a gun pointed at her but i think that's just a dream yeah that looks like a dream sequence that's a dream sequence yeah so it's the mid-season finale well betty does christmas episode betty does have a gun pointed at her head by somebody else yeah but i think that's still a dream i don't think that part is i think it's a dream I think it's a dream. I think you're a dream. I am a dream. Aww. Like a nightmare, but still a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else do we think is going to happen next week? Okay, the audience has to fucking know who this Black Hood is. Since this is the mid-season finale, if we don't know, I'm going to throw some things. I'll throw my jingle jingle. A hint. A hint. We need to know. A tease. Okay. I will accept not knowing who the Black Hood is if we get a full-on Betty Archie kiss. I will take one or the other. Wow. And I don't care how people feel about the love triangle. It's happening! (laughs) Again, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah, we did. But interesting that Veronica is the one that's getting put out, out of the triangle. Makes total sense. She has no history with these people. That's how that happened. So what's the skeleton in the lodge's closet? Mm. What's their secret? I'm going to have to think on that one because I'm not too sure. They were dealing with the Blossoms? Well, we knew that. They're part of the drug business? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that they, oh, or they're the new sugar man or something like that. I don't know. Something. I'll have to think on that. I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else. Mm -mm. They didn't give us a whole lot to think about and chew on. No, this was a good episode, but it 
Yeah. So next it next was, week's gonna be interesting. But this was an awkward episode. The name of the episode is awkward. And next week it's called Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is pretty good. It's also the name of an actual horror flick. All of the titles of this show are. Yeah. I don't know if you caught on to that. We're in chapter twenty one. Hashtag Google Docs. <laughs> Bye guys. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. Uh, so then we cut to the walk. Warn- little- walk- <laughs> <laughs> See what you did? <laughs>